0: Welcome to Badass Saleswomen, where every week we have candid conversations and get advice from the most successful women in sales and sales leadership from around the world. I'm your host, Cheyenne Sampson, Global Vice President of Inside Sales and Sales Development, author of Triage Sales Coaching, and Sales Aficionado. Okay, so today I'd like to welcome Brittany Wardlow. Uh, we're gonna be discussing leaning into your current role. Brittany is a people focused sales leader, obsessed with startup building. She's a quota crushing seller, and she's always had a heart for service, and she's parlayed that into working with nonprofits. Both personally and professionally. Most recently, Brittany is head of business development at Instill, which is a nonprofit CRM technology company. And Brittany and I have known each other for quite a few years, so I'm very excited to have her on the show. Welcome to the show, Brittany.
1: Thanks, hey, Cheyenne. I'm excited to be here.
0: Great to have you. It's so nice to see your face, too. I know the audience can't see us, but it's so nice to see your face. Um, so you chose today the topic. So when we when we talked about you coming on to my podcast, you had all these amazing ideas, which Brittany for, for my audience, Brittany is always filled with amazing ideas. I think she's an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, but one of the ones that really spoke to you was leaning into your current role. Um, so I'd like to understand from you, why did that topic speak to you?
1: Yeah, I I think back even to like my first jobs when I was a teenager and I was working at a yogurt shop and babysitting and coaching gymnastics and saying yes to any job that came my way. I think the reason that I found joy in my day to day was because I look at the present as an opportunity to be a stepping stone. And now, obviously, um, I'm in my mid-30s and I've leveled up in my career. And I think the biggest way that I was able to do that was knowing that nothing is forever. You know, what you're doing today is not going to be what you're doing tomorrow. And so learn as much as you possibly can. Be a sponge and enjoy the ride because you're not going to get opportunities handed to you in life. You need to understand the roles that you're in. You need to master the roles you're in. And when you do that, when new opportunities come your way, you'll be successful in the next role and be given the opportunity to do it over again.
0: Wait, wait, which is me. so much easier said than done, right? Because <laughs> so especially true. you are one of the most driven people that I've ever met. And you're like, you're always thinking what's next, what's next, what's next, right? So for someone with so much drive, how do you kind of curb that and stay present in the current role?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. This quote always has stuck with me and it's nothing is forever. And I think about that professionally. I think about that personally. Nothing is forever. And so what I'm doing right now, I just want to own it and be the best at it. I'm really competitive. So I think that's part of it. Like I'm thinking about the next thing, but I'm also figuring out how to how do I be the best at what I'm doing right now and be a sponge. Like you'll be able to pull from all of this experience. If you're just going through the motions in your next role, when it's time to reach back into your backpack of experience and pull something out, you're not going to have that if you didn't lean into your role. And so I think there is a testament to the reason I find success in my current roles is because I'm always pulling from my past experience because I owned my role. Like I, I was an SDR. I went and had a huge career change went from working in biotech to working in software sales as an entry-level sales rep. And I still pull from that experience today when I'm helping SDRs just get stood up in their role and I'm onboarding and training them. When I'm hiring them, I look for for qualities that I saw in myself and in my successful peers that um, leaned into their role. They know you're, you're an entry-level salesperson. You're the bottom of the barrel, but your job is is the hardest in the building. You're calling out cold to organizations or companies to set a meeting, and uh, to set a meeting. Even I would pull from past experience. I wasn't always in sales, and I I worked with people a lot of my life. I am the oldest of four children, so there's a bit of leadership woven into just who I am as a human, and so. Yeah, the reason that I was excited about this topic was I think people all too often just think about the end of the road and they don't think about all the steps it takes to get there. So true. And enjoying the ride. It's fun. It's fun to build a career. Don't think you're better than. Don't think anything is, you know, below you. You just do it. Enjoy it. Build upon it. And you will be the best.
0: It's so interesting. That's such a, and I love that you chose this topic. One, because you're really good at it. And um, from the day I met you, You have, you exude this confidence and yet this confidence that is is exactly what you're saying. You have always, you know, just been very present into your role. You want to be the best in what you were doing. And then you just naturally moved up because that was what your mindset was, right? But you'll have people, and and I know now that you are a senior leader and you you have people, you know, you have uh, different layers underneath you. You have people that... You know, they just get into an industry or they just get into a career, and they're like, "Okay, I want to be a manager, I want to be a director, I want to be a VP," um, without really understanding the path that goes into that and why the path, right? And how you build value over time. And so, what advice would you give? You know, when you're in that moment and you do have your eyes on the prize, and and you're like, "Oh, I want to be a director, I want to be a VP," how do you kind of curb it and like calm it down?
1: Yeah, I think it, one is naming it. Like I want to be an, a sales executive one day or I want to be a senior in whatever it is that you know your specialty is. Name it and then back into it. For me, it's, it's observing. So when you joined the team and you became my boss, however many years back it was, I remember looking at your resume and thinking, oh, there are some pieces of that that I want for myself. How do I align my career with getting that experience. And I told you straight up, I said, you know, I like this, this, and this about your career. How did you do that? And so I didn't just think, oh, I'm gonna be that, I asked you and I was actively participating in pursuing areas outside of my day-to-day that would complement experience in areas that I wanted to grow into. And so I think mentorship is a big piece of it because for me, I am very driven. And so I need to focus on my day-to-day, but I need to know I'm working towards that end goal. It's kind of like that carrot. So have some side projects. Have some other things that you're working on outside of your day-to-day and expand your capacity. Because when you're in higher level roles, you have to have an expanded capacity and you do continue to keep growing. So focus on your day-to-day, yes, and have create some room for yourself to pursue those other areas that are going to level you up. And for me, I think a lot of it is through mentorship. Mm -hmm. It's through taking on, raising your hand when you're already at quota for the quarter and they need someone else to work on, you know, templates or demo decks or whatever it is, raise your hand and work on those projects because it'll expand your capacity and senior leadership will start to notice. So I would say. Do good at your job and make more time to do good at other things too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and so I want to call something out because I I think what I said just a second ago, and um, I want to make it clear to anyone that's listening, don't don't hold back your ambition. Definitely have the ambition there. But if you listen to what Brittany's saying, she has taken the roles right, and not they were not given to her. And so it's one of the sayings that I always use: is roles are given or roles are taken, not given. So what I mean is don't sit there and just think that you are entitled or that you've spent enough time in a seat to be given a role. Instead, be so present in your role and get so good that those roles, you just take them because you just innately slot into those roles. And Brittany a great example of that. Brittany, I do want to call out something um, that I've always noticed about you and, I, and I, I would be amiss to not discuss it in this is... What I've noticed a lot with a lot, especially with female leaders, um, they struggle with confidence. I've never seen that in you. You just exude confidence. You um, you have confidence in your questions that you ask and in the approaches that you take. Um, I've always looked at you and just admired how much is natural confidence you have and you probably don't have an answer for this, but I do want to dig into it is where does that come from? How do you are just so naturally confident?
1: That's a, I mean, it, it, I have to dig deep and think about, you know, what it's rooted in. I think there's a lot that plays into it. I mentioned it earlier. I'm the oldest of four children. I'm an Aries. So I am very strong minded. I um, ask, I speak what's on my mind. I ask questions, But what is it rooted in? I was an athlete. Community is huge. I think for me, you know, I've I've mentioned mentorship, but I've had mentors in every step of my career. I mean, I think back to when I was a babysitter and the woman I babysat for, I would ask her a million questions about her career, about her business, what she was doing, what was successful, how she makes decisions, how she hires and fires people. And, you know, I was 18 years old. And I think For me, it's confidence that I've learned from the people around me. I've learned from women who have paved the way before me. And I have confidence in that. I look at them, I look at their success and I think, okay, they shared with me how they did it. Who's to say I can't do it? I also think, and this is like, you know, you can't tell someone just be happy, but I am like a very happy person. I'm not content, but I enjoy the day-to-day. I enjoy the present And I think happiness is part of what builds my confidence. I'm happy in who I am, and it makes me want to be more of who I am. And so I just ask questions that that are top of mind to me. And sometimes, I will say this, I think, oh, is this a dumb question? Of course, I always think that. But I still ask the question. And at the end of the day, someone will Slack me and say, oh, I'm glad you asked that. Or, oh, great question. Because it was an obvious one, but everyone else is afraid to ask it. And so I think doing that often enough, being like, am I the only dummy in the room here, raising my hand and asking, and then getting it fed back to me that everyone else is glad I asked, has helped build that confidence as well.
0: Man, I um, think I think you touched on something right there, because I was just listening to a John Maxwell um, confidence leadership Podcast, right? Um, and and one of the things they said was to not be afraid to ask dumb questions, right? And and I as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, Brittany always asks really good questions. And in and, and let me be clear, even if they're basic questions, they were always really great questions. You're you're always thinking and and thinking into it. So you don't just ask questions, ask questions. You're genuinely thinking and asking questions because to, to further understand, etc. And I think that that does exude a type of confidence that's interesting to me. Um, and that's i so like I think, afraid
1: to ask dumb questions, that's why I look like I'm confident.
0: That's, that's great, though, right? Like, embrace <laughs> the dumb questions, I think, would be yeah. our advice for the audience. Um, And then, so, so, but let's talk about mentorship because I think one of the questions that I always get is how do I find a mentor? And it's, that's such an elusive question, right? It's like, to be perfectly honest, I've never had one. And so I'm not the best advice giver, but you always say you have all these great mentors. How do you find a
1: mentor? Yeah, I I knew you were going to ask me this question. So I was thinking about it as I was making my lunch. And I think it's a mix of like, it's just natural you will have leaders in your life that you know inspire you or people that you work closely with maybe not even necessarily necessarily a leader but they have something that you want or you want to grow into so you have for me personally it's always been people I've been connected to but there is a very intentional shift when i can view someone as a mentor and i'm very clear about it too like Hey, I wanna talk to you about X, Y, and Z because I want to do whatever it is that I'm focused on with that relationship. And so it's a mix of like, you know, building your personal network and seeking out people that you connect with and that you respect and that you admire, but then also making it very clear. Like, I've had conversations with you where I've been like, as a mentor, what would you say in this scenario? Or can we have, can we set up an hour to meet next week? Because I want to talk about X, Y, Z. So I think it's a balance of like, you know, these people will be your friends, your colleagues, but they can also take on a role of mentor in a certain area of your life. And I, I think of even certain women, I'm a mother now. And I think of women that are mentors just in motherhood. And it's not just all at work. There's a balance in life to everything and you can be really explicit about like hey i want to do x y and z or i'm struggling with this and can you please help me um because i think another thing that points to confidence is experience breeds confidence and so sometimes other people have experience that i don't have and i can learn from it still
0: yeah and i think that that's the thing it's so funny because as you're sitting here talking i'm like yeah that takes a certain amount of vulnerability to be able to go to somebody and say like hey you do this really well, or I admire this or what have you. Um, uh, There's a, there's amount of vulnerability in that. Right. And, and so how do you get past that? It doesn't even seem to be a thing for you.
1: I don't know. I mean, I want it. So I got to go get it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, this is a, this is a funny story and kind of anecdotally what my childhood looks like. But like, if we ran out of eggs or milk or flour, and we wanted to bake cookies, my mom would be like, go knock on the neighbor's door. And (laughs) I know times are different now, but go knock on the neighbor's door and get eggs. So I'd be like, well, I can't go to the grocery store. If I want these cookies, I gotta go get some eggs from the neighbor. And so like, maybe from a very young age, it was instilled in me, like go out and get what you want in life. It's not gonna be handed to you. And so you just gotta find some workarounds. Like I didn't have money, I didn't have a card. So if I wanted an afternoon snack, I'm gonna have to make it and find the resources to do it. Um, I don't know what I <laughs> I love I it because like sometimes I am a, you know I'm it, a vulnerable person. Maybe that's what it is. Like I'm confident, but I'm also vulnerable. Like I wear my heart on my sleeve, so if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm gonna roll with it, you know, like
0: and sometimes in in for those for those listeners that like thinking in your mind right now, well, it's easier said than done, right? Like, how does she do that? Because I I do want to call something out. A lot of this is innate to you, Brittany. I think it's just who you are and it, it does come easy for you. But what I've found in life to all my listeners is um, I can easily emulate somebody, right? I can copy someone. I can fake it till I make it. So when I see someone like Brittany, um, I can watch what she does and then I just copy it, right? And so- totally, <laughs> Right? Like, That's what I do too. <laughs> so ask right? really good questions. Okay, cool. I can do that. Um, ask for what you want. Okay, cool. I can do that. Um, Brittany, I, I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I think that I'll probably bring you back again. You have so much to, to, to bring just being an amazing woman in the space and what, you know, the drive that you have any final thoughts for our audience. If you're thinking, okay, predominantly women listening, most likely, but any young leaders listening as they're, as they're moving up and on the topic of, of leaning into your role, what would you, what advice would you give?
1: Yeah, I you mentioned it earlier, but like the amount of time you have in a certain role isn't going to define your success. It's it's everything that plays into it. Just be the best that you can be in your current role and in the areas that you know you don't do well, I personally am not investing a ton of time into them. That being said, I'm in a role that very well suits my strengths. So take a good hard look at yourself. Figure out what your strengths are and build a career around that. Don't try to invest a ton of time into your weaknesses in areas that you aren't going to thrive in. Sure, don't let them hold you back. So make sure they're kind of like baseline level, but find yourself in a position where you can play to your strengths. And I think that's where your career trajectory will start to take off. I went from entry-level sales rep to senior sales manager over the course of three and a half years. Um, and I came with no experience. And so a lot of that is a mix of landing in a perfect role to suit my personality and my strengths, but also networking with the right people, focusing every single day on my day-to-day while focusing on the other pieces. So I I would say find a role that suits you. And that's where you need to start and then build from there and find the joy in the day-to-day.
0: Oh, that is beautiful advice because I think a lot of people are on paths that they think they need to be on rather than the path that just really suits them right and it does take a gut check it does take you saying like is this the right path for me is this where I shine is this where I derive my joy so and I think once you find that then that's when the magic happens but Brittany, I adore you. Thank you for Aww, coming. Thanks and, for having me. And and just for the audience to know, Brittany's um um is the mother to my my favorite little boy in the entire world. So please give Aww, him kisses Aww. for me from his <laughs> from will. his Nana. And um again, thank you, Brittany. And I'm sure we'll have you again on the future. Thank
1: you, Cheyenne. This was awesome.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you to all my listeners for tuning in and subscribing week after week. We will see you next time on Badass Saleswomen.